Good evening. This is Dr. Roger Murphy. Thank you for joining me on tonight's fibromyalgia teleconference call. It's supposed to be a teleconference webinar call, but it looks like we're having technical difficulty once again, even though the good folks at uh, freeconference.com, the company that I routinely use and never have problems with, looks like they've got bugs again tonight. So not sure if we'll be able to do the the actual visual part of this conference. Certainly we'll continue to try to get the PowerPoint presentation up for you, but if not, I appreciate you tuning in. We'll certainly do the audio portion of it. Uh, a little bit about me again. This is Dr. Roger Murphy. I'm the author of Treating and Beating Fibromyalgia and Chronic Fatigue Syndrome. The book uh, originally came out in 2003. It's now in its fourth edition in the bookstores. I've been in private practice for 20 years, and for a number of those years, I owned a large integrative medical practice on the campus of Brookwood Hospital here in Birmingham, Alabama. For a number of years, I employed uh, several medical doctors and medical personnel who worked for me on the campus there at our, uh, at our facility there on the campus of Brookwood Hospital. And we specialized in integrative medicine, combining judicious use of prescription medication when needed, but more importantly, we used natural medications, <clears throat> uh, excuse me, amino acids, vitamins, high doses of of uh, minerals and and uh, enzymes to treat a host of different conditions, but primarily of a focus on fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue syndrome. Uh, I'm a board-certified nutritional specialist and chiropractic physician. I go around and teach at colleges throughout North America, teach other physicians about my protocols that I've developed over the last 14 years specializing in fibromyalgia. And over the last 14 years, one thing that... Uh, never really fails to to really get me upset, really get me going, is when I go and uh, mention the fact that I specialize in fibromyalgia to a group of physicians, and I kind of get a funny look because uh, many of them, unfortunately, still don't believe there's this thing called fibromyalgia. They don't believe it exists. Um, I find that hard to believe in this day and age that, that we would have people who uh, still don't believe that there is a thing called fibromyalgia. I mean, it's been validated by the American College of Rheumatology in 1990. And uh, so, it's, you know, it's, been a, it's not something new. It's been around for years. And yet we've got physicians who have uh, who tell us that there is no thing called fibromyalgia. Well, I'm sorry. I don't know why I'm having no trouble. If I go and try to fix this webinar, unfortunately what's going to happen is it's going to, uh, even if you tried to, to, to log in, you would be locked out. So it's locking me out as well um, like it did last time. So I apologize. We won't be able to see the visual tonight, but I'll make it available either by email or on my Facebook fan page or both here the next day or so. Certainly we'll do the audio. Well, so what really gets me upset is that in this day and age, we still have people who uh, disbelieve that there's this thing called fibromyalgia. And you probably have run into, whether it's a family member, a loved one, coworker, friend, or even a physician who's led you to believe that you're either lazy or crazy or just suffering from uh, a hypochondriac disease, that you just made this all up in your head. And part of the reason that is today still prevalent is because fibromyalgia is a syndrome made up of all these different symptoms, 
all these different conditions. And so when you have fibromyalgia, you have trouble with your sleep, you have trouble with uh, diffuse achy muscle pain, you hurt all over, the pain moves around, you might have low mood, so you may suffer from anxiety or depression, typically have no energy, have a lot of fatigue, may have uh, headaches, irritable bowel syndrome, restless leg syndrome, um, and the list can just go on and on. And yet when somebody looks at you, they can't tell oftentimes that there's anything wrong with you. In fact, that's what you hear, right? Well, I don't know how you can be so sick. You look normal to me. And then how about your doctor who tells you, well, you know, all your blood tests are normal. You know, there's nothing wrong with you here. Here, take this prescription uh, for an antidepressant or just go exercise or just get more sleep. Well, you know, when a doctor tells you that, they're showing their ignorance because he or she has no idea what they're talking about. I mean, you wish you could get more sleep. You wish you could exercise. You wish you could do these things, but you can't because your body's broken down. And so, unfortunately, though, when you've got all these symptoms, the muscle pain, cold hands, cold feet, anxiety, you've got uh, low blood pressure or high blood pressure, you've got problems with irritable bowel, mitral valve prolapse, interstitial cystitis, and, and you've got all these symptoms, there's no way that your medical doctor in their 5 to 10, at the most, 15-minute appointment are going to be able to sit down and help you go through all these different symptoms and kind of come up with a game plan. So what do they do? Well, if they believe you have an illness, if they believe there is a thing called fibromyalgia, then they put you on a prescription. Right now, that prescription du jour, the latest, greatest uh, prescription right now is Lyrica and, or Sevilla or Cymbalta or all three of them. But you know, if you've been on those medications for any length of time, you know that those medications yield very little results. Certainly they yield little results long term. In fact, traditional medicine alone for fibromyalgia is a dead end. Look at surveys that show over a 15-year period people are taking prescription medications for fibromyalgia are no better off 15 years later. We know that. That's what the surveys show. And so, med so traditional medicine alone is not going to reverse fibromyalgia. However, you can reverse fibromyalgia, and I've been doing that for the last 14 years. Now, I don't help everybody. I wish I could. And oftentimes the patients um, that I focus on are the 30% of the people that I can't help. And part of those 30%, probably about 10%, no one's going to help them uh, because they're, they're married to their illness. Their whole life is their illness. And that's all they know, and that's really all they all they really care about. Um, they're the martyr. I hate to say that, but it's true. Now, if that were you, you wouldn't probably wouldn't be listening to this phone call. I mean, I find most people with fibromyalgia are not like that. They're not lazy. They're not crazy. They want to get their life. I mean, I have patients tell me their biggest goal in life is to be able to clean their house. Now, that sounds kind of crazy to me, but I understand that because they feel guilty that they're not able to live up to their uh, marital duties or responsibilities. Or maybe they just like a clean house and they don't like the clutter. And yet for the past five or six years, this illness has robbed their life so much that they can't even keep their house clean. They can't manage their checkbook. They can't, you know, they can't do any menial uh, tasks because it's too overwhelming. And so um, a lot of people find that that's you know, kind of squirrely. Um, you know, but I, I work with people like that all the time. I do understand that. And what has happened with the individual fibromyalgia 
is that they have a dysfunction in the robot that runs the body, the autonomic nervous system. This is made up by the hypothalamus, pituitary, and adrenals, which controls how the body works. It controls our sleep-wake cycle, um, our breathing, our digestive system, our libido, our pain uh, tolerance. It controls our neurotransmitters or brain chemicals. It controls our endocrine glands, which release thyroid hormone, adrenal, progesterone, and estrogen, testosterone, and cortisol, and DHEA. And we don't have to think about that happening. I mean, you, you couldn't survive if you had to think about all these little things that you have to do to make the body work correctly just to be able to survive walking up a flight of steps. I mean, to walk up a flight of steps, your body has got to coordinate the muscles in your legs, being able to, to rise up and come down and make these steps up, you know, to go up these steps. Um, and then you've got to be able to pump blood through 60 miles of arteries and veins every minute to be able to support these muscles. You've got to get nutrients to those muscles. You've got to get more norepinephrine and, and uh, adrenaline to the muscles when they start to fire, become more active. So if you had to think about all the things that are going in your body, I mean, you couldn't survive. We have a system that we're born with that controls all of these functions, that controls the body called the autonomic nervous system. It's on autopilot. And when this thing gets under too much stress, it starts to shut down. And you probably can remember when you got under too much stress. Maybe it was divorce. Maybe it was long work hours. Maybe it was a work that you couldn't stand at a boss from hell. Maybe it was um, that you were a doer and you did, 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 and one day you were just done out. Or you were a caregiver. You know, you gave and 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 you gave. And you gave, and you gave out. But something was just the straw that broke the camel's back that was what did you in. And I find, unfortunately, excuse me, I find that, unfortunately, that many of my patients, sad, so sad but true, but many of them were abused as children, physically, sexually, mentally, physically, they were abused. They came from a very stress, stressful uh, environment. Uh, and what the study shows is when that happens, they don't, people don't have plasticity. They don't have the rebound power so that when they get older and they get under a, more, a bunch of stress as they get older, they just cave in. They deplete their stress-coping chemicals, and they can't handle stress. And then when that happens, the hypothalamus, which regulates this autonomic nervous system that controls all these functions, it shuts down. And when it shuts down, the adrenal glands, which are our stress coping glands, it shuts down. And so now you start dragging around, you have no energy, you can't sleep, you have low libido, um, you start getting more colds, and your immune system becomes compromised. And then your thyroid, you start getting low body temperature, cold hands, cold feet, tingling in your hands and feet, your hair starts to fall out, start to gain weight, you have no energy, um, become have anxiety and depression, elevated cholesterol. All these things start to show up because your body is breaking down. And so when you start to tell people about that, I mean, they look at you like, oh, my gosh, you, you, you can't have all those things wrong. You'd be dead. But you know that's not true because you wake up every day and you feel like you got the flu from hell. You feel terrible every day, and no one can understand what you're going through. And yet, you know, again, you look normal, so how could you have all these things going wrong? I mean, how could you feel that way? You must be crazy. Well, again, you're not crazy. Uh, you, you Now, um, when I go around and speak, I tell, I ask my audience, I mean, how many of you in the audience here 
uh, had been told you, you know, you're lazy or crazy. And, um, and then, of course, everybody raises their, their hands. And I like to share with them, well, first of all, I know you're crazy um, because I've been working with you, you know, with fibromyalgia patients for the past 14 years. And that's not to be derogatory or be belittle anybody, um, but it is in some way true that people with fibromyalgia are a little crazy. And what I mean by that is, is their brains don't work like a normal brain. And they get this thing called fibro fog where they can't think very clearly. They're in this foggy thinking all day long. So they don't think very clearly. They don't know where they put the car keys. They don't know where they park the car. They don't know the name of their spouse. They don't know, did they pay the light bill? Did they not? Did they, you know, they, they, have, they just cannot get it together mentally. And oftentimes, many of these people were people that just a few years previously held very high-profile jobs where it required them to process a lot of data to be a very high-strata type of person that had to really be a clear thinker, and, uh, and yet that's gone. That's left them. And, of course, unfortunately, fibromyalgia not only robs people of the mental clarity, it robs them of their their uh, their, their marital um, intimacy because so many people get low libido, uh, low sex drive. They just don't feel good and they're run down. Um, they oftentimes gain, gain weight. And they don't feel good about themselves and they feel sluggish and unattractive. They lose their social life because they don't know. Can't, they can't make plans. I mean, I know you want me to go dinner out to dinner next third, Wednesday night at 7 p.m., but I don't know. It could be a bad day. It may be a flare day. What's the weather doing? So it, 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 they lose their jobs. I mean, they just lose everything over a period of time. And when I'm talking to people, what I, one of the things I want them to really realize, there's no drug on the market. I don't care whether it's Lyrica, Neurontin, Sevilla, Celexa, Lexapro, Cymbalta, Ultram, Tramadol, Ambien, what Trazodone, whatever. There's no drug out there that's going to reverse your body being broken down. And that's really what fibromyalgia is. You know, you can call it whatever you want to. You can call it Mary Jones disease. It's Mary's body has gotten under too much stress and it cannot right itself. The only hope for reversing her symptoms and curing her, and yes, you can beat fibromyalgia, um, you can get over fibromyalgia. Uh, it's always there in the closet, though. If you don't take care of yourself, people who work with me, if they get you know get back under the, under all that stress, um, sure enough, it's, fibromyalgia rears its ugly head again. But you can get get your life back. But the only way to do it is to get healthy. And I know that sounds so simplistic, and and in this day of age with with uh, all sophisticated machinery and gadgets and and uh, research that we have in medicine, just to hear that, oh, yeah, I can get rid of or I can uh, substantially improve this complicated illness called fibromyalgia by just getting healthy, I mean, it sounds laughable. It's so laughable and so simplistic that it took me uh, several years um, uh, of uh, explaining it and finally getting frustrated with having to explain it with every new patient that came in that I wrote a book, 464 pages, a very in-depth look of, of how you get healthy, and as you get healthy, you reverse fibromyalgia. And there's no drug that can do that. I mean, you don't have, no one's got an ambient deficiency. You may have a problem with your sleep. You may have a melatonin deficiency where you have low in the natural sleep hormone melatonin because you're uh, taking drugs that suppress your melatonin. You're taking non-steroidal anti-inflammatories or antidepressants or beta blockers 
or anti-anxiety medicine, which all deplete melatonin, or you've just gotten so stressed out, your circadian rhythm, your sleep-wake cycle just doesn't work correctly because you're too stressed out. I mean, how many of you uh, are lying there thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm so exhausted, I can't sleep. I'm too tired to sleep. I know that sounds crazy, and to most people it would sound crazy. To me, it's routine. I hear that all the time. I totally understand that. But what's happened now, though, is that many of the patients that I deal with, 90% of them, are on seven, eight, ten different medications, and many of those medications are actually causing the symptoms that they're experiencing with their fibromyalgia. And part of that is because right now, if you as a woman, and 98% of the individuals with fibromyalgia are women, I do, in my practice, I take care of men and women with fibromyalgia, but the majority of my practice is women. But right right now, if you um, uh, are a female, uh, and you go see your family doctor, um, every third visit, they're going to encourage you to take an antidepressant. Right now, one in three doctor visits by women now involve a prescription for an antidepressant. One in ten American women now take an antidepressant. And Americans spend more money on antidepressants than the gross national product of two-thirds of the world's countries. Now, I mean, I've, I, not listen, what, you know, not, not every woman in America needs to be on antidepressant. Can they be helpful? Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not anti, antidepressants. I'm not anti-prescription uh, medications. I'm anti-too many medications, and I'm anti-wrong medications. And I saw it so many times when we had the medical practice, um, and I had five medical doctors that worked for me. Um, many times the medications, when we put them on, they actually cause more problems. And the thing about antidepressants is this, and you know it if you've been on them. They quit working because you get this thing called downregulation where the longer you've been on antidepressant, the less receptor sites you have in the brain to, to, for that uh, medication to attach to. So eventually you get less and less receptor sites and the medicine quits working, and so you have to try another medication. And then you're on, say, Selexa for a year, and then it quits working, and then they put you on Sevilla, and then you're on that. So, you know, the latest one now is Sevilla and Pristique. But eventually those medications quit working. And what you also need to realize is that the, the uh, studies show in 70% of time antidepressants are no better than a sugar pill. Now, I don't make that up. I'm just telling you that's what the studies show, is that antidepressants 70% of the time are no better than a sugar pill. Now, if you've read my book or you've watched my videos, which I encourage you to do, they're free online there, the uh, videos are, and on my Facebook page, you'll see that what how I work with people is instead of using a gasoline additive like Sevilla, which doesn't make serotonin, it only is designed to help your brain hang on to serotonin, I use biochemistry what we learned in pre-med and even in med school, but we quit using because instead we're taught to use drugs. Well, again, no one has a drug deficiency, but you may have a deficiency, and if you have a fibromyalgia, you do, deficiency in the building blocks that make serotonin. I mean, where is serotonin made from? It's made from an amino acid called 5-HTP or tryptophan. You should be getting that in your diet. That, along with B vitamins and magnesium, is what makes serotonin. So rather than taking a gasoline additive like Selexa or Prozac or Savella, um, it, why not just use the gasoline? Because the antidepressant, prescription antidepressant medications, um, you're using a gasoline additive and you, you're running on fumes. There's nothing in the gasoline tank, so it's not going to work. That's why using the approach that I developed 
some 14 years ago yields the results that it does. And 70% of the time, people get better because it's all about biochemistry. I mean, fibromyalgia is a breakdown in our stress coping chemicals and systems that run the body, which generates a breakdown and dysfunction in our biochemistry. The way you repair that is to shore up and and uh, remedy any depleted nutrients and to get all this, the, the functions, the systems, and the biochemistry in the body working correctly. Uh, every drug has a potential side effect. So uh, many of the drugs can actually cause depression or cause people to be have um, psychogenic problems. If you look at the some of the antidepressants like trazodone, which is oftentimes used as one of the first drugs used for fibromyalgia, uh, it's very sedating, uh, but that sleep medication is an old antidepressant. It can cause confusion, fibrofog, anxiety. Um, it depletes your natural sleep hormone, melatonin. Flexoril, which is a muscle relaxer, it, it causes depression, fibrofog, anxiety. Uh, Elevil, another old antidepressant, causes fibrofog, anxiety. It depletes melatonin. Ambien or Lanesta, which are non-hypnotic um, psychogenic drugs, non-psychogenic drugs for uh, sleep, sleep drugs, they cause anxiety, memory loss, confusion, hallucinations. Um, benzodiazepines like Xanax, Restoril, Ativan, Valium, Transine, Clonopin, these medications are, um, I'm not a fan of these by, any, by, by a long shot. I, these are some of the worst medications out there because not only do they not put you in deep restorative sleep, which is the first key in reversing the complicated puzzle of fibromyalgia, they also cause depression, fatigue, fibrofog, dependence. You can get addicted to these within two weeks. Tardive dyskinesia, where you get the shakes. They deplete melatonin, cause insomnia. Um, they also deplete CoQ10, which is, CoQ10 is an enzyme that's, that generates the spark in every cell. It's like the spark plug for every cell. And when you get low in CoQ10, which only a 25 decrease in CoQ10, uh, you'll start seeing symptoms of polyneuropathy, like tingling in the hands and feet. Uh, you may get Bell's palsy. You may get facial pain. You could get migraine headaches. You could get sciatica. You might get uh, depression, fibrofog, confusion, muscle pain, weakness. Uh, you can get all sorts of things when you start to deplete CoQ10, mitral valve prolapse, high blood pressure, it's in, uh, as well as just fatigue. So it's not something you want to deplete. You know, and I often say this when I, you know, when I'm talking to people, but, you know, have you ever stopped stop to wonder, could your drugs actually be making you depressed? Could they actually be making you have more pain? And absolutely they can, because if you look at all these drugs I just mentioned, you know, including ones that I haven't, um, like Ativan, Lyrica, Neurontin, Hydrocodone, Ultram, Adderall, uh, Mirapex, Provigil, they all can cause problems uh, with com mental confusion, depression, fibrofog. I mean, Nolirica is notorious, and Neurontin, oh my gosh, you want to get a, you know, you want to get a buzz and be a zombie, you know, you take those medications, or Zyprex, or, or Abilify. Not only will you become a zombie, uh, get depressed, and have fibrofog, thought disorders, mental confusions, and maybe hallucinations, but you also probably gain about 40 pounds on those medications. If you look at Ritalin, Concerta, and Provigil, they can cause anxiety and depression, mania, and psychosis. But certainly pain pills, again, not anti-drugs. I mean, I think pain pills can very, be very helpful. Um, it's not the answer long-term, but they certainly can be helpful. But they can cause depression and confusion. Mirapax, 
Um, I mean, that medication, mental confusion, amnesia, you lose your, you have memory loss. You know, really, I'm talking about really having true memory loss where you lose whole days in your memory. I mean, that's scary stuff. If you look at non-stroltal anti-inflammatories like Bextra and uh, Mobic and um, Celebrex and uh, uh, Advil, these medications deplete melatonin which then affects your sleep. So you, when you're not sleeping very well, what, do you, what happens? Well, the next day you're groggy or get foggy thinking. Um, beta blockers like Indrol, Topril, Tenormin, all those are associated with causing anxiety and depression. So many of the drugs that my patients are taking can actually cause many of the symptoms that would lead somebody erroneously to think, you know, that the, the elevator doesn't go to the top floor. Um, you know, even GI drugs like Zantac, Pepsid, Bentol, Librax, even those medications can cause mental confusion, dementia, and even delirium. Um, does it happen all the time? No, especially those medications is pretty rare. But um, if you're the 1% that happens to, is it important? You, you get delirious taking Zantac? I would say so. And here's the thing about fibromyalgia patients. You're not normal. There's nothing about you that's normal. You're the medical misfits. That's why your body broke down. And so when you're taking medications, you're, mo you're more likely than anybody else, especially over the age 60, to get the side effects. Not only that, but the tests that they're doing for you, while they're not finding your low thyroid, your adrenal fatigue, while they're not finding your deficiencies, while they're not um, helping you like you want to be helped, while you're being passed from one doctor to the next, they're not doing the right test, number one. Number two they're looking at tests the wrong way because you don't fit under the bell-shaped curve. You're not average. Those tests, those blood tests that you're getting, those are for the average person. You're not average. And those tests are not picking up the things they need to pick up because they're not being read the right way. Uh, one of the reasons I have such success is because I do specific tests that other doctors don't do, but, but also I interpret the tests like they should be interpreted for somebody with fibromyalgia because I've been doing it for so long. I'm not trying to beat my own drum. I'm just part of that is just it makes me angry that doctors don't take the time to do the research and realize that a person's TSH above 3.04 that's hypothyroid if you have fibromyalgia. Now for a normal person, no big deal. But for fibromyalgia patient, if your TSH, your thyroid stimulating hormone, is above 3.04. That explains why you can't get out of bed in the morning. That explains why your hair's falling out, why you got dry skin, why you can't use the bathroom, you're constipated. It explains why you get cold hands, cold feet. It explains why you're depressed, have low libido, have elevated cholesterol. But is your doctor telling you that? No, unfortunately, no. It's sad. It's sad. Um, many of my patients are taking estrogen medications. Uh, maybe they're taking uh, the patch, you know, maybe they're taking. Um, uh, are they, uh, and, and so they're having estrogen replacement therapy. And while that may be good short-term, long-term, uh, that can create some disasters. Number one, it squashes your thyroid, especially if you're not taking progesterone with it. And so, again, I've already talked a little bit about thyroid. When your thyroid's low, everything in your body slows down, including your mental clarity and it, certainly your energy. And so estrogen dominance, um, estrogen Therapy, hormone replacement therapy, can squash your thyroid. It also depletes B6. B6 is needed to make the brain chemicals, norepinephrine, serotonin, dopamine, the happy hormones. And so when you're deficient in B6, 
become depressed. Not only that, um, you don't dream at night. You have problems. You don't you don't remember have ever having dreams because you're low in B6. You don't dream at night. It also depletes omega-3s, which are um, essential fatty acids that help to shut down inflammation and are powerful antivirals. It also, estrogen dominance, shuts down magnesium, which is a stress-coping mineral. It's in 300 different bodily processes. When you get low in magnesium, it sets off a chain reaction and causes 300 different bodily reactions to shut down. Magnesium is a natural muscle relaxer. So when you're low in magnesium, you tend to have more problems with high blood pressure because it's not relaxing the arterials, the muscles in the uh, arteries. It doesn't relax your heart, so you might get mitral valve prolapse or high blood pressure. It doesn't relax your achy muscles, so you start getting more lactic acid buildup in your muscles. So you start getting tight, achy muscles throughout your body or restless six leg syndrome that wake you up in the middle of the night with these cramps or, or twitching in the middle of the night. And uh, it doesn't relax your colon, so you get constipated. Magnesium is also needed to make the neurotransmitters, as I mentioned earlier, including the happy hormone serotonin. So when you're low in magnesium, all sorts of things start going wrong. So it's no wonder that your body is not working and you're getting this mental confusion and fibro fog and maybe some low moods like anxiety and depression. Uh, a big part of that is because medications you're taking are actually causing you to become worse so that year after year after year you just get worse, worse, and worse. There's no way that you can beat fibromyalgia and do it with just traditional medicine alone. When my patients work with me, they don't have to stop all their medications. In fact, that would be a recipe for disaster because it's too stressful. Uh, in the beginning, I don't want my patients to stop any medication. Well, there's a few that I'd have them stop right away. Uh, cholesterol medications would be number one because you're not going to miss them and they're not doing anything. That's a whole other topic um, but uh, that I cover in my book. But for the most part, I don't have patients come off medications until they're working with me for a month or two and their sleep is gotten normalized, they've built up their stress coping savings account so they can handle stress and not wipe them up and they have flares. They've built up their stress coping glands, the adrenal, so they have some resiliency and stamina to stress so that they can go out, you know, when they have a day, uh, once a month where they feel good, they actually go out and do something and not and not crash and have three or four days in bed after doing something um, is, you know, uh, um, not, not exciting, uh, it, like going out shopping. I mean, you know, you have a day where you feel good, you go out go out shopping first time in a long time, and the next day you can't get out of bed because you crash. That's because your adrenal glands, your stress coping glands, are not built up to allow you to handle resiliency, to stamina, to stress. And uh, so, but once we st- start putting the pieces of the puzzle together and getting their thyroid, uh, doing the right testing for that, making sure the thyroid's working so the patient, per, uh, patients have more energy, they're thinking clearly, they're happier, their anxiety, they're calmer. Um, then and only then when I start looking at, you know, the different medications and, and looking at, okay, is this medicine helping or hurting? And the only way to know is to slowly wean off that medication to see, was that Lyrica helping? Um, I'm going to tell you, nine times out of ten, what I find is Lyrica is not helping. Most patients who are on Lyrica are on it because they're so dadgum miserable, they'll try anything to feel better uh, they they somehow slog through the first couple of weeks of being on Lyrica with all the side effects. If they can get past that, they just stay on it. Now, when I ask them, do you think it's helping, they say, well, I think, I think so. And if I try to come off it, I feel worse. Well, part of that, if you try to come off of it initially without doing some other things um, that I've mentioned, you're going to get withdrawal symptoms and you're going to feel miserable 
But it's not that the medicine's really helping you. It's just the withdrawal coming off of it. And Lyrica, a nine times out of ten, is not doing anything, but you don't know that um, until you come off of it. And then once you're off of it, typically you realize, wow, that wasn't doing anything. Or um, if you're working with me, what you find is I've got you doing better with the other things that we're doing so that you never miss it. So you bypass 40 pounds of weight gain, and, and which increases your risk of, di- of developing type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure, congestive heart failure, all the nasty things that go with gaining so much weight in such a short period of time. But So I'm not anti-drug, but I'm definitely anti-drug uh, only um, and too many drugs because that's what I see. And, and I mean, I, I, a number of my friends are medical doctors, and um, they don't know what the heck I do. But they they are uh, are happy that I do it because they don't really like seeing fibromyalgia patients. They don't understand them, and the only thing they know to do is to continue to put them on different medications. The problem with that is, pretty soon the patients on you know seven, eight, ten, twelve different drugs. None of them they're really helping much, and year after year, she's losing her life. It's just draining away. Um, no longer can she really do much with her family. No longer can she take care of her grandkids. No longer can she work. She doesn't have a social life. She has no intimacy. Uh, and, and this just goes on and just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. And pretty soon, um, for a lot of people, fibromyalgia, they lose all hope, and they become uh, you know, pretty much a downer to be around. And um, sad but true, uh, but who wouldn't be? I mean, and that's why a lot of medical doctors say, they say, Roger, why would you want to work with these people? They're so sick and they complain so much. They're so miserable. And my reply is, well, that's why I want to work with them. They need help. Don't you understand that? No one's helping these people. That's why I want to work with them. Um, that's why I've devoted 14 years of, of specializing in fibromyalgia because no one else is going to do it. So when people are calling in and um, they're doing free consults with me, but by the way, still I'm doing, I've added two days back in my practice. I was working my way out of my practice, uh, hoping to retire to a little town in Italy. And, um, and you know, I just, I, I realized a few months ago that um, I, I really don't see anything changing in medicine to help people with fibromyalgia. What I see is this is going to be a new drug going to come out in the next couple of months, the big billion-dollar marketing campaign. But is it going to make any difference? I mean, is another form of Lyrica, which, by the way, is the same thing as Neurontin. I mean, that's all it is. It's it's made by the same people. It's just marketed different. It you can take a lower dose and supposedly get um, get get the same boost from it. So side effects tend to be less. But is it? That's not true. I mean, I've talked to you know I've talked to numerous patients with all sorts of side effects of Lyrica. It's dangerous medication. So what else is going to come out? Well, you know, they got Sevilla. What is Sevilla? Sevilla is a Sexer in a different package. They're both serotonin and norepinephrine reuptake inhibitors. There's really no difference. There's really no difference in those medications. They may tell you that, and there's no difference to be Sevilla and Cymbalta. They're all the same, and yet they market it like it's some great new thing. All it is is different packaging, a different drug rep with a different message, with a different, hey, try this because this works. We've got a study that shows it helped reduce fibromyalgia pain by 30%. 
where is the end in that? So anyway, uh, get off my soapbox. I've come back into my practice, and what I've decided to do, because I know so many people with fibromyalgia have lost their hope, um, I've developed programs to work with patients to get them healthy and um, to take the, uh, the fear out of, oh, no, this another doctor is going to fail me, or, oh, no, um, uh, he can't help me, or, or whatever it is, because I know it's scary. What I've done is I've um, added some some brief and you know brief 15 minute uh, consults free fibromyalgia consults to my schedule and um, you know all I got to do is call the clinic to see if you qualify and what I do is I go through a person's paperwork and I let them know what I think has been missed and I let them know what I think needs to be done to get them on the right course and then I make my best recommendations I let them know can I help them can I not help them and I just tell them you know this is what I this is what I suggest and then it's up to that patient to make the commitment do they want to do what it takes to get well because it it's it is work I mean you can't take a pill or a supplement or a, a, a massage or a pool therapy I mean that's not going to get it I mean fibromyalgia is a beast and to tame the beast, it is a concerted effort by um, when you're working with me on my part and the patient's part to go after this thing and do what it takes. Does that mean changing your diet? Yeah, it means changing your diet. Uh, might not want to hear that, but that's part of it. You I mean to to lick this thing? You got to get healthy. So if you drink seven diet cokes, uh, diet cokes a day with aspartame in it, NutraSweet, which has been linked to all type of neurological damage and, and depression and mood disorders. Um, do you have to go off those? Yeah, you do. Sorry, got to wean off of those. If you like coffee, fine. I love coffee too. You can stay on coffee. Do you need to cut back on the sugar? Yeah, you do because sugar is a depressant and depletes your serotonin. Um, uh, it increases your, um, I'm sorry, uh, depresses your immune system. So if you have chronic fatigue syndrome, it's only going to make that worse. So there's things you have to do. Um, and I work with the patients who, you know, after they hear, you know, what my program is about or program I recommend for them. Um, they make a decision, yeah, you know, I'm willing to do that. A lot of my patients with fibromyalgia, because they have low thyroid, they've gained, or the medications, they've gained 20, 30, 40, 50 pounds over the last five or six years. And um, they'd love to get that off. My patients working with me lose a pound a day, and it stays off because the program that I put them on doesn't sabotage their metabolism. If you try to do it, um, um, Oftentimes, you, you, when you starve the body, I'm sorry, when you go on a low-calorie diet, you sabotage yourself because you, the body thinks it's starving, and so it shuts down your metabolism, and then you end up gaining all this weight instead of losing weight. Uh, with my program, that doesn't happen. People lose the weight and lose it rather quickly, feel good while they do it, because part of what happens is um, you store inflammatory chem uh, chemicals in your cells when you're overweight. So any place you're overweight, especially belly fat, that's where you store inflammatory chemicals. So if you're 10 pounds overweight, you've got 10 pounds of inflammatory chemicals stored in there being released every day, causing inflammation in your joints and muscles, um, and maybe causing inflammation in your arterioles, in your arterioles uh, leading to uh, cardiovascular disease, heart attack, and stroke. So you want to get that weight off, um, not only to lose the weight so you're, you get, you're healthier, uh, you look better, you feel better, you have more energy, but also to get rid of those inflammatory chemicals. So that's part of the program for the individuals who are who are overweight. Uh, many of my patients have, have been on numerous medications for a number of years, and they've really done a number on their detoxification systems, the liver 
and the lymph systems. And um, they may even have chemical sensitivities where they can't stand strong odors and smells or they get funny reactions to medications. But part of what we also do is, is um, there's a, a diet that helps to detoxify the body so that they get those chemicals out and have a healthier functioning detoxification system. So that they, you know, the goal is, is not just to feel better. I mean, that's, that's numero uno, that's number one. But it's also to live a longer, healthier, more productive life. That's my goal, is to help people live happier, healthier, more productive lives. And to do that, it, it, it's my responsibility to help people get healthier, not only reverse the disease, but also to make sure that they don't have high blood pressure, that they don't develop, you know, some uh, type two diabetes or whatever that is um, later in life. That they that they take the steps now as they're getting healthier to set the stage to make sure that they have a nice, healthy um, senior senior life. Um, you know, so many people break down when they're in the 50s, and they're still alive for the next 20, 30 years, but they're miserable. I mean, no one wants to go through that, and uh, no one should go through that. And so you have to take some accountability for your health, and I help people do that when I'm working with them. Well, again, I apologize that we had the uh, – you could not see the visual of this. I'm going to put the slides up somewhere so they can be found and um, you can go through the slide presentation at your convenience. Uh, the audio, I um, hope people hung in there and, and were able to hear the message tonight. Um, if you'd like to know more about the free consults, love to talk to you and see if I can help you. Uh, the number is on the website, but uh, it's 205-879-2383. You can find me on Facebook, my fan page, uh, but it's 205 205- Eight seven nine two three eight three, and you can talk to Juno about those consults. And I look forward to talking to some of you in the future. The book uh, uh, is now in the fourth edition. It's available in most bookstores. It's available on Amazon.com, both as an ebook and as a paper book. Um, it was um, sold out, and I was hearing that used copies were going for sixty-five dollars a piece, which is crazy. Uh, but now the uh, publishers told me that they have every. It's uh, now uh, back in stock. There's plenty of copies. I'm sure there's used copies as well. Um, they're online on Amazon. You can also order it on my store on my website at the Treating and Beating. dot com site or call the clinic. And we're happy to to send you a book. Uh, we don't charge any cost for the shipping. Thanks again. Have a great night. Look forward to talking to some of you in the in the near future. <laughs>